Welcome back. This is The Dash, episode nine, Praising Insecurities. Do you remember your biggest insecurity growing up? Maybe something that still holds you back now. I know for me, I was always chunky in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, but I wanted to play running back on my football team. So in order to lose the weight to play that position, I would skip some meals but still keep eating my snacks. I lost that weight, but I didn't move positions. That wasn't really my calling or my direction to go. But for Ashley Varner, who grew up kind of ashamed of her awkward body, tall, lanky, flat chest, skinny butt, those are her words, not mine. But now she uses that as the fuel for her purpose. You can see her modeling for Walgreens, Nike, Paul Mitchell and LA Fashion Week. The cool thing is that she's so competitive that she's not even close to being satisfied yet. She's also a mental health counselor and an instructor with her best friend Skylar Diggins and her Shoot for the Sky basketball camps. Ashley said your uniqueness is what you have to bring to the table. You aren't supposed to be like anyone else. Praise your insecurities and it's amazing how what used to hold you back can be that fuel for your purpose. On April 22nd, there will be an event hosted on this same type of topic, Shift Mindset, hosted by myself here in Hartsville, South Carolina at Mezzo Forte. For more information there, you can visit treygamers.com events. But for now, just stay tuned right here, please, because the top three takeaways are first, how to praise those insecurities. Second, how to balance it all. And number three, it's not really failing. For more of the show notes, visit TreyGamers.com slash podcast. Enjoy the show. This is The Dash. I guess first, I think that the terms that you use to describe yourself in your, from body bash to modeling body love, yeah. you had some, some terms. You said skinny. Lanky, awkward, flat chest, small button, too tall. Like those are, those are some funny words to describe yourself. So how do you go from awkward to athlete to model? That's just a that's a funny sequence. That is that is so funny. Um, well, just like even like looking back at pictures now, like I was so just long and skinny and just like I grew up like being a tomboy too so mm. just that put together like I just felt so awkward in my body <laughs> I was the tallest girl always always the tallest girl tallest um, taller than all the other boys too so just all that put together I that, those are just the words I think like awkward right really, yeah I always had long arms um and then I mean, when you think of just, like, tall girls, you think of sports. Like, all mm-hmm. I was put in sports. Right. And you were pretty good at sports, too. Yeah, yeah. At Valpo and whatnot. In state championship in high school and whatnot. Right. I, I, so, so when did it change for you? When did it go from being that lanky and that awkwardness to I'm me and I'm beautiful and, and I'm a model and I'm Ashley Varner? Yeah, I think it's just like the experience of just, you know, going from being in high school and just not really being really comfortable with, with myself and um, using basketball as an outlet because mm. that was something that had most of my focus. Like no one looked at, oh, like my body image or, you know, you're too skinny, you're too tall. You know, no right. one looked at that you played sports. So I think transitioning from that 
kind of helped me build my confidence in mm. just being competitive, being in that sport, um, building relationships, and then just even the transition from basketball to modeling. It's it's so crazy because I don't think when when you think of modeling, you think of like oh people are gonna tear you down. You're <laughs> skinny enough you need to lose weight you need to look like this like that and it was just like the complete opposite for me because that was one of the things I was really I guess really nervous and scared about going into it because I already knew I was skinny so that wasn't an issue but I'm like do I need to be more skinny (laughs) is there a high requirement do I need to you know am I pretty enough what what do I have to offer when I come to model so I think just bringing all that together um, and then just realizing once I started modeling you know it, it's just it's so different it's like a different art form just <clears throat> designers and stylists like they they sat there and pretty much like praised all the things I was insecure wow. about so like how tall I was oh my gosh like if I tell you how many designers and photographers like loved how tall I was, mm-hmm. how legs were. Um, I used to like slouch when I was in high school because <laughs> I hated being so tall. Like it was so hard to date boys. It was so hard to find someone taller than me. So I would always slouch. And then going to, you know, being in these photo shoots and, and fashion shows and things like that, it was always like, oh my gosh, I love how tall you are. Like, right. And it just it just brings that confidence out of you just to be comfortable with yourself. Mm. So so I didn't realize I knew I knew I remember I was telling somebody today they asked me who I was interviewing and I said Ashley Varner and I said I remember there was one day I was even walking at like an outlet store and I saw you on a Nike campaign before I went into the Nike store I said oh yeah I know I know her that was funny but I realized. You've done, you know, at the L.A. Fashion Weeks and all these Fashion Weeks and things. What is it that you bring to the table for them? You mentioned your height. What are some of the physical qualities that you bring? But it can't all be physical. So what do you bring as a person for all these people to want you to be a part of their campaign? But, well, yeah, of course, it's, it's definitely not all physical. Physical, I mean, it's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, to have the, the look, you know, each designer, each stylist photographer has a certain look that they're going for but it's all about it really is a lot about personality like you have to be able to network you have to be able to hold a conversation you have to be professional so for me I just feel like I bring this type of energy and I've you know just talking with different photographers and designers before just the type of energy like I just want to make things great like I want to create something that hasn't been done before Right. and it's it's so much fun because when you get with a person that's just as passionate about something Mm. as you it's just like it doesn't even feel like work yeah never feels like work to me it's always so much fun it's always you know just something new that we haven't done before and it's always like that experience of of creating something right i everybody has their own kind of art form because that's how i feel with being a professional speaker and like putting together outlines and reading and things it's just an it's an art form I'll sit down all day and work for 10 12 hours and and feel fresh at the end of it but you know it's the same kind of art form for you there you have this quote here where it says you are imperfect permanently and inevitably flawed and you are beautiful because of it what 
where did you, those are some specific words and those are some well-placed words. Yeah. Why did you, where does that come from? You know, and I don't really, I can't remember where I saw this quote from, but um, I was posting something on Instagram and it was, I did this shoot and um, the way I like posed and what I had, it was just like, it just showed my body like perfectly. Just like everything that I was like insecure Hmm. about and just how long I was. I was like, you know what, I want to post this on Instagram. And I was looking up quotes. I'm like I need something for for my ladies to you know kind of be able to fill with me on and I I came across that quote that you just said and it I don't know it was just something I I couldn't go past it like when as soon as I saw it I was like oh yeah that's it Mm -hmm. how I feel because I I just think we're all unique there's no one else like you in the world there's no one else like me in the world so we I feel like now especially for women we're at a time where we're trying to look like, you know, the next Beyonce or, you know, just wh- whoever. We're always trying to look like someone else hmm. instead of be who we are. Okay. Because there's someone else like us. Okay. So when, I, when I talk about, you know, being too tall, being too thin, having a flat chest, flat put, you know, just like all that stuff. I mean, that's that's me. Like, I, right. I would have me. I'm unique. And I think with modeling, that's that's the main thing that you're supposed to bring to the hmm. table. You're unique. You're not supposed to right. exactly like Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell. You know what I mean? You're supposed to look yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Pre- that's pretty deep and that's pretty dope too because so many people run from their insecurities and hide from their vulnerabilities and those things. Ashley, you literally walk in front of people and let them take pictures of everything that you've been made fun of your whole life. Like, how do you... How do you take something, you know, I, I like to say pain is purpose. How did you take something so painful, you know, something that held you back in life and now it's your purpose? It's something that you kind of live and breathe to do. I don't, you know, it really scared the mess out of me. Like, I don't know. I know I like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. So I know there are things that I'm insecure and I'm still insecure about, but I just like that feeling of being able to conquer something. Mm-hmm. So I that I set and when I'm, able to reach that goal and get to a place where I'm comfortable then it's it's just a great feeling for me and that's something I think I just wanted to do when I when I started modeling when the first time I got on a runway I was nervous shaking mm-hmm. I was don't fall and now it's <laughs> like you could call me and say hey we got a show in 30 minutes and I'm like okay I'm there like let's go wow so do you um, get nervous still I, it's almost like a um, excited, nervous, like a pregame type thing. Like yeah. You just feel like ready to go. Yeah, you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but my first <clears throat> show, I it's fun. I remember like it was yesterday. Like I was literally like shaking. Like I was hot. Right. <laughs> and like I was just worried about, am I gonna trip or fall? You know, don't look like right. Break, like face looking crazy or anything like that. But it went really good, and I was. After that, it was just like, oh, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's pretty cool. I like that. It's just like sports. That's what I equate it to. And, you know, I'm pushing. Because before you, you know, playing basketball or, you know, playing football, there's a lot of people watching you. And a lot of times it's on TV, too. So that pressure, you kind of have to learn to love it. If you don't love it, you can't really do it. I remember um, I had something like that. My first time on a really, really big stage and was like, wow, Trey. 
you're kind of good at doing this, was on this summer at the World Championship of Public Speaking. And there was like 600 people in the crowd. And I was real close to the end of my speech. And I was like, man, I've only been talking for like a minute. Like I was so scared because it was supposed to be a seven minute speech, but I felt like I had I had said so much and skipped my whole speech. But it turned out that I finished up right on time and it was the best thing that I gave. But that's the, you know, for me, part of the thing I love the most is that I might fall or I might fail or I might forget my words. How do you think about risking and, and how big do you want to get as, as in term, when it comes to modeling? Definitely at the beginning, that was one of my biggest, like, I guess, I guess you could say fears. Like, I didn't want to, you know, telling everyone, okay, hey, I'm about to be a model. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, what if it doesn't go anywhere? And then I have to come back and say, okay, well, yeah, I didn't make it or they didn't want me. But um, I think now there's like, it's, it's just great to go through that experience, though. Mm -hmm. Like, even through all the failures because I think what a lot of people don't understand is I'm I'm not this like top model here <laughs> where I want to be and you know I don't know if people because people sometimes ask me like oh I want to be a model like you I'm like this is a this is a hustle like mm. like I'm not you're just getting started yeah this is I'm I'm not nowhere close where I need to be but through all those like failures and attempts I mean I I appreciate those and I learn a lot from them because even starting out I didn't have someone to sit there and tell me okay to start off you need to do this you need to make sure you have mm. your confidence you need um a portfolio full of different you know pictures that you've taken right. so you gotta show that you're athletic that you could work on the runway okay um, be commercial that you can smile you know what i mean wow. all looking sexy all the time it's about smiling and stuff too it's right. different all different types of modeling what are what kind of vision do you have yourself as a model because what i noticed for myself is as much as i realize I, I set goals that are far away because i realize it's the person i have to be to get there so how do you go about setting your goals and where do you want to be i definitely want to set high high goals for myself um but there are also I guess some short-term goals to get there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, right now I I was focused on runway. That's where I wanted to do runway, high fashion. That was my goal. Um, and now I'm realizing that I really enjoy the commercial, hmm. at, like you know the sports Nike. Um, I just did something for Walgreens, which okay. was really like I saw that. New, yeah, new out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But that's that's where a lot of the success is from. It's it's you know the commercials and um, beauty shots and things like that too. And just getting into you know that shoot, I had to smile mm -hmm. all the time. Really smiled for <laughs> which something it's it's just weird. Something I'm not used to. So it's like little things like that where um, I get really excited just to try something new and just um, try to set another goal for myself that you know this is something I'm, I'm a little bit nervous at I mm -hmm. have no experience but once I got through it I I love the shots and they actually have me as like their um preferred like talent for future things like that so yeah I definitely want to set like high goals for myself um like I plan on doing like um Miami swim week is something I'm looking into and like Paris okay I, I want to do okay. stuff like that so 
um, it, with modeling, it's just so many different things that that you can get into, which is great. I, that's why I love it. It's, it's like never ending. So who do you who do you look at as maybe role models or places like oh that's pretty cool. I I like I like what that person does or, or this is cool. I like what what helps you pick where you want to go and decide how you get there. You know, there's not like a specific person I would say that I look up to. I I look at the best of the best. Like I look at all types of models. I if you can go through my phone right now, it's like it's just random pictures of just models, how they're posing, um, different shots that they've done, different brands that they work with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a specific type um, or person that I necessarily look up to as far as modeling, but definitely the best of the best. Like, you know, the Victoria's Secret fashion shows. Right. Of course, those are like the top models in the world that are in um, things like that. But I, I definitely try to study those girls their walks their shots um but at the same time i want to i don't want to be like them i want to make sure right my own to it so you don't just model you also work camps you're in athletics and you're in counseling to your counselor so all three of those those are three very i do it all those are yeah those are very specific those are very niche type of things what are you gonna do with all three of them like which is there one that's gonna take the cake is there is it keeping up all th- are you adding more i'll probably always add more i'm always doing something different um definitely with the counseling came that came from school so i got my master's in clinical mental health counseling and even before i modeled i played basketball and i went to school and right. then got my you know um master's degree in in psychology so um, that was something best that degree was, best degree by the way I'm a psych major myself <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I one of my things I definitely want to finish um, college for okay. sure and finish getting my master's because I did have a, a chance to start modeling right after like college but um, into my fifth year because I was a fifth year um, basketball player right. when I my ACL so I had a chance to get started in my master's and instead of leaving, I was like, you know, let me finish this. Um, just something that I have to fall back on a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something I just enjoy. Like I, I love working with kids. Um, and that's what I work with now. I work with um, okay. younger kids, adolescents. And I just, I love it so much. It's, I love helping people. I love, you know, especially with our kids, they just need people to look up to people to feel like mm-hmm. care about them and um yeah that's that's one of my passions so you that. couldn't give up psychology that's an obvious reason why yeah. not why why couldn't you give up athletics because you at least could have just said i'm gonna be counseling and do modeling but you said no i'm gonna do counseling athletics and my why couldn't you give up athletics wow that's a really good question <laughs> it's, it's something i've always growing up like my dad played basketball at Notre Dame he played one year in the NBA and then played 15 years overseas like wow. like I was destined to play basketball <laughs> but to play basketball and just growing up I mean with AAU basketball the travel teams that we right. did in the summer, it was one of the most fun times I've ever had and it's one of those where you know where you just think back and be like man I wish I was 
traveling like with my friends because a lot of them on the team are still like my closest friends today mm. too so it was, it was nice to be able to have that memory with them but yeah it was just it was one of those it was just so much fun okay so do you got the there, there's the psychology you have the athletics and the modeling how do you balance all three of those pieces of your lifestyle and, and what what do you think you'll add next so how do I balance all three? Yes. Well, I am technically retired basketball player, but I do try to play um, open gym. Mm -hmm. Well, then you teach. You teach. Oh, yeah, with the camp. Yeah. That's what I meant, keeping up. Because that's, that's with Shoot for the Sky, you keep up with with teaching the kids athletics. You're still doing athletic type of things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we definitely try to um, try to do it all and balance it out. Um, you know, I with with the counseling. That's that's definitely a big part of of something that I want to keep going that I'm passionate about. And you know, on the weekends we travel and we go to different um, cities to to help uh, you know teach these kids how to play basketball mm -hmm. and try to bring that you know competitive vibe back. You know, just to basketball. I feel like we've kind of lost that a little bit mm -hmm. as competitive and. You know, as it used to be, I feel like when we started playing. So, um, just bringing that fun back to to camps, and they all love being able to um, go through different drills with us. And then we have a little like time where we have fun and like dance and stuff during breaks and mm -hmm. love that. But it's all rebalancing it out. And with modeling, I'll have my agent, you know, let me know when certain castings are. And it's just all, it's always on the go. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, castings are never um, planned a week before. It's always like okay. Wow. Or that day. You know? Wow. And you just have to go. Yeah. Dang. Dang. So with the, with the shoot for the Sky Camps, obviously, you know, Skylar is one of the most competitive people in the world. Um, and, and doing those camps. So what is it about, you know, for you, that's that's another challenge for you going into those camps. Because I know you're you're not just, like you said, you said, the, you said it. You said the competitive nature there. So how do you, what does it do for you to push somebody else? It does a lot. It's a lot of fun. It, it brings, like I said, it brings me back to AAU days um, where we just wanted to win. It mm -hmm. wasn't, it was nothing else that mattered. It didn't matter if we, you know, got in a fight. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, men and women yeah. It was like, when we were on the floor, <clears throat> it was like, we wanted to win. And I think that's just something we've always had, you know, I think from playing so long with each other. And like you said, Skylar is one of the most competitive people I think I've ever met. Mm -hmm. It has a lot to do with, you know, your team. And a lot of my teammates were competitive as well. And when you're around people like that, Right. Have a choice, but to to be like, oh no, you're not you're not winning this game. Like, right. <laughs> no, there's no way that you're gonna score on me and have me not get mad. Like, no, I'm coming at you ten times harder. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, but no, really, it, it, that's why I I think I still have the same friends that I've had since mm. you because we all are so competitive and we all push each other. Um to, you know, just, like, do our best, and I think that's something that we've always, yeah. you know. There's a, there's, there's a definitely a, 
a dog that it takes to to be one of the best and to you know people want to be and maybe the people that want to be like Ashley Varner now you you have done a lot of good things maybe you're not where you want to be but you've done a lot of good things um, and people should have look up to there's a reason to look up to you but you you have a dog in you that wants to go more and higher how do you take that athletic dog and transfer it into your modeling how do you take that into the runway or to your pictures or to yeah well i think i mean whether you want to believe it or not is competitive i mean there are so many girls trying to be models so you know it's inevitable that only a few can be chosen or you know a certain amount of number can be chosen um i think it just comes from me growing up competitive and always wanting to do my best. Right. You know what I mean? But also bring what I have to offer to the table. And, um, you know, like with the failures, not getting down on myself if, you know, a certain designer or photographer doesn't want to work with me that day. But um, I think it's just bringing that different edge to the, right. you know, to the shoots and, um, you know, it's just fun. It's, it's it's always when it's fun. I feel like that's when your competitive side comes out too. Because when you're mm. having, it doesn't it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like stress. It just you just want to keep building. It's just easy. Yeah. 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 Easy. So tell me, you mentioned failures earlier, and I wanted to talk about that. Tell me about some of the times that you failed. Oh, I have some good ones. So <laughs> let me see. Um. I mean, there's always certain castings that, um, but the, one of the biggest ones that um, I tried out for America's Next Top Model. Okay. So that was a real big one. Um, I think this was the second year I tried out. Um, mm. And both uh, both years I got to the finals. Wow. But it's the finals right before you get picked for the show. <laughs> so that probably has to be one of my like dang like you know dang moments like oh I should have had that I could have had that um and it's it's one of those things it's a long long process to go through one of those castings I, I couldn't even believe it. it's like a 80 page package wow. has to be filled out you have to go get physicals you have to do videos you have to do pictures and it it just seemed like all this stuff that we had to do and I was, especially this last season, I was so sure I was going to make it. Mm. And then finally got, you know, the call that, you know, we, we didn't pick you this this season, but, you know, best of luck. And wow. it was like, I wanted it so bad. I like cried. Like, I <laughs> cried. I was so upset. But even through all that, just the experience of of having to go through all that and realizing how much it takes to get on a show like that and mm. even the fact as far as I made it you know as far right. as I made it as far as I did was you know I, I felt like a little victory in itself because out of you know how many girls that I probably try out mm-hmm. at least saw something in me to consider me wow so I do think about those things too and a lot of the the failures too I I do believe that if you try your hardest and try everything you can and it doesn't work out I always think that you know it's God would say you know it's just not yours it's not right. every 
there's something else for you. Maybe maybe me being on America's Next Top Model wasn't the right. Yeah. <laughs> and to do Nike or do something right. else. Right. So, um, yeah, but just the whole experience, even the failures, I don't even consider them as failures. You I can't. As like, you know, just little hiccups or obstacles just to get over <clears throat> into like what is really meant for me. Right. It's so easy for someone to tell you what you cannot do. But for somebody to make the effort to dare greatly, to be vulnerable, to try and win, that's someone special. You know, that person in the arena, just like you that are listening right now, you're willing to go off that ledge, you're willing to try something different, to have more for your life. And that's what makes the biggest difference. That's my kind of paraphrase of Theodore Roosevelt's Man in the Arena quote. He says it much better than I do, so check out that quote when you get a chance. Not like the competitiveness of this episode. It's, it's a good time to get that fire and desire burning in your belly. It's, we're on March right now. Keep marching forward. Women's History Month, spreading those voices, spreading the word, the mothers of the earth, of womandom. <laughs> What'd you think of the episode? Let me know your top takeaway. Let me know what your insecurity used to be and how you're using that now to fuel your purpose. I hope you enjoy the day, and I hope you come back next week. This is The Dash.